What is up, podcast peeps? It's been a minute. We are back on the Humble Line podcast, and we've got Tom with us today. Hey, I'm Tom. What Zalat. is up? I am the uh, executive producer of the Upford Network, which is uh, Montreal's fastest growing podcast network. Which is how I say that there's not really any other podcast networks in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm so excited about because I was just on his podcast. Yes, that's right. So if you want to go check that out, uh, you can check it out on the Upford Network. That's right. Yeah. So you can go to UpfordNetwork.com or just search for Upford Discussion Podcast. Um, yeah. So that episode will be out on. Tuesday, I think. Cool. Yeah. So this will be out first, and then yeah, we'll have this one. Go. So we'll, yeah. Because this comes out today, right? This will come out tomorrow. Tomorrow? Cool. Yeah. Or yeah, if I'm feeling soon. ambitious, we'll do it today. Right. But yeah, so today <laughs> on the podcast, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what that means for us, whether it is like a personal relationship, whether it's a friendship, or if it's a working relationship, right. or if it's a <laughs> religious relationship. Right. So we can get into that. And then I also really want to spend time talking about like growth Mm -hmm. and like individual growth and how can we grow while also helping others grow? Mm -hmm. How can we recognize when someone hasn't grown to our level? And then it's like, who are we to say what level of growth someone's at? So I really want to get into that. And then we'll end it off with a couple of podcast questions. So yeah, let's talk about, Mm -hmm. um, first let's talk about like, Toxic relationships. What? Sure. T- t- when I say toxic relationship, what comes to your mind? So for me, any relationship, I would call a toxic relationship any relationship where like there's like a power imbalance, usually because one person like is refusing to like let things be kind of equal. If that okay. Makes sense. So so maybe it's because they, you know, maybe maybe it's a boss or an employer who like treats their employees like shit because they have the stat. Can I swear? Yeah, of course. Yeah, because they have, like, that, you know, actual position above them, but they kind of take advantage of that, and, like, it's not just being, like, strict about deadlines, it's, like, also being, like, rude, you know? Yeah. Or... So these are obvious in, like, uh, let's say in religion, where obviously the people who are at the hierarchy of, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the pastors or, like, the people who are in charge. Right. It's a lot less evident when Mm -hmm. there aren't power dynamics right right when there's no implicit power dynamic and then everything is just sort of or no explicit power dynamic rather where like you know say in a like romantic relationship or a one-on-one working relationship where you're equals theoretically how do you define how do you identify when there's a power imbalance usually if you feel like there's a power imbalance there's a power imbalance so that's the first thing is to kind of trust yourself trust your gut yeah like if you're working one-on-one with someone and you start to feel like hey, I kind of feel like this person, like, thinks they're more important in this project than I am or, like, doesn't care about this as much as I do. Like, that's... You're not having that feeling for no reason, right? Yeah. Like, there's a reason that you're getting that vibe and it's usually worth, like, investigating. Yeah. H- how do you begin to investigate? I'm thinking <laughs> about, like, a, one of my relationships now mm-hmm. and um, how do you even begin... Like, you don't want to step on eggshells. It's right. such an awkward situation. Yeah, well, like... You don't want to lose that person as a friend, too. If you really care about yeah. the relationship, that that's what I think really holds us. Is like, mm-hmm. you know there's something wrong, but you're kind of like a slave to that relationship because you want it to flourish. But you know that, like, if yeah. you say something, the person's going to cut you off or, like, you know? Yeah, well, that's that's hard because, like, I would say as hard as it is to lose that relationship, 
if you're afraid that confronting someone about the way they're treating you is going to make them leave you, they're probably not good for you. You probably want to be out of that relationship anyway, right? Yeah. Where it's like it's going to be hard to deal with because you're invested, right? It's like a sunken cost fallacy where you're like, oh, Ooh. I've put years. I know. Look at me with that. Oh, I love when people drop fallacies. <laughs> I love yeah. that. But so. it's like it's it's like you know, I had a working relationship for years where I put so much time and effort into it for like five years or something, and then the whole time felt miserable and the whole time was like why do I feel like this person doesn't care about this and then at some point I was like oh because they don't and I you know cut ties with them basically and stopped working with them and immediately felt this like huge relief where yeah. I was like oh why I'm didn't like, I do this sooner yeah and it's like you know there, there's always going to be things where I think especially if the person that you're working with like is like kind of abusive right uh, which like you know there's degrees of that right like there's people who are outright abusive and then there's people who like manipulate kind of, they're manipulative yeah. and they're narcissists and they mostly care about themselves yeah. and it's like it's kind of a passive abuse yes. and like with with a lot of abusers they will still give you fun times right because then they can point to those and say like well I'm not being shitty to you like remember when we did x y and z yes. last month wasn't that great like I do nice things for you all the time and so like when you when you break that off you will sometimes have those feelings of like, I miss when we did this. I miss when we could like, you know, like maybe I should call that person up and like not start working with them again or not start dating them again, but maybe like do this fun thing we did together. And like, you have to nod because <laughs> yes. you're just like opening yourself up again and like opening the wound. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it's all about knowing your self-worth, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing like what you're worth and, yeah. and not going back to like, shit that makes you literally bleed yeah exactly well it's 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 the kind of thing where it's like in every other area of our lives if we do something that ends catastrophically we're going to be really cautious about it right if you let's let's say you like jump off a bridge or something yeah into like water maybe like you're not jumping off like a bridge onto, onto concrete, a brick, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. but like let's say you like jump off water thinking this will be super fun and then you like seriously injure yourself you're gonna think twice before you do that again, right? Or like, yes. Maybe you like tear a tear a muscle while playing soccer in the rain, and you're like, "Oh crap!" Like, I shouldn't have been playing soccer in the rain. So next time <laughs> like, it's yeah, raining. That's it. Like, anytime you like injure yourself. Anytime you like, burn yourself. Exactly. You can be more cautious. That's it. But, but in some, for some reason, when it comes to interpersonal things, we don't have that same caution, right? We, a lot of the time. We're clouded by emotion. Yeah. Well, you're clouded by emotion and you're like, people are generally trusting, right? Like you, you kind of assume like, maybe you won't go back to a person who like was shitty to you, but you might like end up going back to someone else who will then be shitty to you in the same way. And you attract that kind of energy. Different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and like, you know, that's not your fault. Like, it's not your fault if you end up in two shitty relationships in a row. But, like, coming out of the first one, ideally you learn from it and you realize what the patterns were and what the things were to look out for. And then you, if you start seeing them in the next thing, you're like, that's a deal breaker. Or that's, that's a deal something breaker. we can talk about. Because someone... Because you also is... learn about yourself through every shitty yeah. experience. You learn, like, what your limits are, what you will not stand for, mm -hmm. and then what you will accept. That's it. And and the thing, and we talked about this a bit before off camera, um, just for some behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, like, we were talking about how sometimes identifying 
like identifying whether or not there's an actual abuse dynamic going on yes comes down to like having an honest conversation right and sitting down like if i feel like you've wronged me and i'm like hey fiona like what you did was shitty your response at first needs to be oh shit (laughs) okay let's talk (laughs) about this um and so first off if your response was like well i don't think that you like I don't think that what I did was no defensiveness here. Like we need to set an open platform so that both people feel heard. Yeah. But it's difficult when one person feels burned. Well, that's it. Right. To explain that. And so like the first step is like recognizing like, okay, that was something that like I'm not okay with and we need to talk about it. And then the second step is the person who hurt you has to be willing to acknowledge that they hurt you. Even if they, even if they don't think that what they did was wrong necessarily, they have to recognize the that you're hurt. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, like at that point, it's a matter of like, okay, if they don't think what they did was wrong, let's figure out how to avoid having that happen again, right? Whether yeah. it's like, okay, this is a fundamental difference between us, but the actions around it can be avoided. Can you give you know? me an example? Sure. So, so thinking about it, like, like let's talk about um, crumbs underneath the toaster. Sure. Yeah. So like, uh, and let's say yeah. we're, we're both making toast right. and I put a toast in and then mm. it creates a bunch of crumbs underneath mm-hmm. and I really don't care. Cause like, right. hello, the cookie crumbles, it's going to happen. Sure, there's gonna but be for crumbs. you, for me, it's a hello, big issue. <laughs> I'm making toast every single day. So the crumbs like multiply. Mm-hmm. Now you're not saying anything cause you feel in your head that that's a little detail, Sure. but then it builds every single day, every single day. Right then you create this resentment right. for me, but that I have no idea you have for me because yeah. you're not telling me that it's bothering you. Well, exactly. Because you assume that I'm not going to clean up my mess. Right. So, like, how or, can we, or like, you like... Or even, like, I, like, then passive-aggressively... Make little... Sh- keep, like, leaving the crumbs there, and, like, maybe you're like, oh, wow, there's, it's so uh-huh. messy, and then at some point I'm like, well, yeah, it's messy because you don't clean your fucking crumbs. And then it's, it's like, like, whoa, did you just attack me? Right. Where did this come from? <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, and, and it's like, okay... Both people are kind of wrong in that I'm situation. Wrong, yes. And and ideally the way that you sort that out is by going like, sorry I snapped at you, it really bothers me when this is a thing. I will try to be more like upfront about it next yes. time instead of letting it build up, right? Because so much of the time if you're bothered by something that's not a real issue, it's because you've been like slightly bothered by it for a long time. Yeah. You know that uh, that little analogy of the frog in boiling water? So you put a frog in cold water right. and then you turn the pot on right. so that the frog doesn't feel that the water is getting warmer until right. all of a sudden it's freaking boiling and, and right. it's burnt and it's dead. Yeah. So you sit <laughs> in, in cold water until it heats up and heats up and heats up and you don't realize that the shit's heat getting hot right. until you're like fucking exploding with right. anger and yeah. like you're going to die. Well, that's it. And, and so like kind of coming back to the like... Coming back to the abuse like side of it, yeah. Someone who is mistreating you and abusing you intentionally, like so. So sometimes it's just a matter of like the crumbs thing. You're not doing that because you hate me and want me to get stressed out about crumbs. You're doing that because you're not thinking about it. Right? Exactly. That's kind of like a passive thing, but like an active thing would be if knowing that you then are like leaving the crumbs there just to it. get to you. That's it. Or like you know. You're like, okay, well, I know that, like, this kind of mess buildup bothers him, yeah. so I'm going to, like, leave messes all around the place, and then maybe even, like, get mad at me for not cleaning yeah. them up, right? Shit, man. Like, and so, like, someone who's actively trying to hurt you like that, one, will probably get defensive, 
two will not change even if they say they will <laughs> and three will try to like deflect it right so they might be like well yeah like i i left these crumbs here but like that's not a big deal because like i did this this and this this week and, yeah like, that's a, are, the biggest know. sign of like manipulator by the way yeah So, like, also know who you're dealing with. Um, (laughs) What about, like, someone who cannot, despite knowing that they're in this toxic relationship, Mm -hmm. cannot leave? What would you say to that? (sighs) That sucks. Um, Yeah, so, like, for a lot of people who are in abusive relationships, that is the reality, right? Exactly. They they can't break out of it. Maybe they're dependent on the person for something, right? Uh, Oftentimes it's financial. Oh, yeah. Pleasure. Or pleasure. Yeah, like it it might be, I think especially in the context of like bad romantic relationships and also in, yeah, I guess also in the context of working relationships, it's usually tied up in either money or like self-worth, right? Where, Mm -hmm. you know, if the person is taking care of you financially because they have a better job or you know whatever then like they will sometimes also make it harder for you to have like financial independence right like maybe what you see a lot is like you know generally men in positions of like well-paying jobs convincing their like wives to stay home with the kids right and that's like Sometimes sometimes that's just the dynamic that like works, right? Yeah. Some, some women genuinely do just want that. Yeah. But sometimes you'll see like a woman who otherwise would be really thrilled to have a job and like would actually really like that independence will have a husband who makes enough and he'll be like really pushy about like don't no, worry about it. Like we, I'll take care of yeah. you. Like everything's fine. We don't need extra money. Yeah. You stay home, you do this. And that's a way of isolating them and making it impossible for them to leave. Be right? independent, yeah. Because they can't leave if they don't have money. Right? Yeah. They can, but it's it's hard, right? It's one more obstacle. And on the emotional side, it's things like, you know, like being with someone who doesn't think that other people can find them attractive, right? Like if I'm really self-conscious about how my appearance is and like I don't think that anyone could ever love me the way that my partner loves me and then they treat me like shit, I'm going to stay with them because I'm worried that I'm never going to find love again. Yes. And it's like... I thankfully don't have that problem. I'm both overly confident in how I look and like my partner a lot. Uh, but like, you know, it's, it's Ooh, one of those... We love confidence here, okay? <laughs> but we, like, this is yeah. what we're trying to spread, like just confidence. It's so good. But that's it. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, abusers prey on the weak, right? Abusers prey on people who have insecurities, who have weaknesses, and everyone has weaknesses. But abusers prey on people whose weaknesses they know they can exploit. And so if you feel like, you know, if you feel like you're trapped, if you feel like you're, you know... Dependent. Dependent, yeah. Weak, yeah. Yeah. Vulnerable. That's that's a shitty situation. And, like, I don't know on a practical level how to get out of that. Like, I guess the The first first step is noticing, noticing, right? And then the second step is maybe finding, like... Someone to talk to. Finding people to talk to. That's it. And like, so you can get an outsider's perspective. Yeah. So that you can start understanding from, uh, you know, t- uh, step back. Right. What situation you're in. That's so it. you're not emotionally affected and making decisions based on, <laughs> like pain. Yeah, that's it. And and a thing that's worth knowing, I guess, for anyone listening who's like, all of this is sounding a little too real to you. Like if you're like at home and you're like, hmm, 
I that guess. sounds like my situation a yeah. little bit. Um, if you need help, there are shelters that help with these kinds of things. Right? And, and see, for me, like instantly I shake my head because I'm like, no, these people are not going to go to shelters. Right. Because it's just, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, they've, they've already clocked out. You said shelters, they turn their head because right. that's what happened to me. And I'm thinking of an abusive relationship and I'm like, mm. no, because part of them wants, part of us wants to continue the abuse. Right. There's something about it. I don't know. I yeah. think it's a thrill. I think it's like, well, I don't give a fuck. Right. In my head, I'm like, sure, bring it. Let's see how much I can take. Right. There's it's a, a weird, well, weird a, it's perspective. It's a pride thing, right? It's, it's, an, it's a matter of being too proud to admit that it's too much for you, right? If you're being abused, like, one, you maybe don't want to tell people because you're embarrassed that you, got, you're, that you got yourself into that situation, which is not real. Yeah. The abuser got you into that situation. Yeah. But, like, you might perceive it as, like... It's your fault. It's my fault that yeah. I'm, I'm like this. Why and do I keep going sucks. back? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's a pride thing of like... You can't judge yourself, by the way. No. Like, it's yeah. so normal. Yeah. But you need to get out of it. Not normal to the point where you stay. Right. But normal that, like, humans are shitty. So if you are in this situation, it's normal. Right. Because humans are shitty. But, like, it's not normal to continue staying. So, like, try to figure it out. Right. That's it. It's, it's hard. I was watching... Um, I've been watching Glee again. I love Glee. And, like, they have a storyline about this in like the third or fourth season where one of the teachers is in an abusive relationship and like the kids kind of accidentally find out and sort of encourage her oh, to yeah, leave. Yeah. And like, and that's been a really interesting thing to watch because like, you know, I've done all this work over the past few years, like yeah. kind of figuring out all of this stuff and like, you know, helping someone through that and like, you know, on, on my own level, leaving an abusive church and, like, breaking off that abusive working relationship and, like, seeing all of these power structures and the ways that, like, people get stuck in these situations and, like, the ways that people keep them in these situations. And so seeing it playing out on TV, I'm just, like, yelling at the screen. I'm like, this do is this. the solution. Do this, do this, do, do this. this. But at the end of the day, like, it's really hard. You can't, And it's like, unique to that situation. Yeah. And it's unique to those people and what they're how they're going to take you yeah. know, their decisions. Well, that's it. And so at the end of the day, it's, you know, my best advice is like, find people you can confide in about it. And like, you know, hope that, hope uh, that you can kind of slowly build yourself a way out, I guess. Like if you, if you don't feel like you can just, up and leave right because yeah. sometimes sometimes you are in a situation where it's like oh this person's abusive and conveniently i'm not in deep enough yet to like to be stuck right yeah like, you might be like a few dates in and realizing like there's all these red flags and like I'm listen to those red it. flags that's it there's a really good um ted talk called unmasking the abuser i think Ooh. i do not for the life of me remember who it's by uh, unmasking the abuser yeah, see if i can find the link for you yeah you put it in the show yeah notes or definitely um, or even if you just google that unmasking the abuser yeah. and also on that um, Googling a lot of shit. I know it sounds so simple, and but it's so vital, man. Whenever I'm going through a hard time, let's say like struggling with anxiety or struggling with depression, which I struggle with a lot, I'll, I'll go on like a two-day spree of just Googling a bunch of shit. I swear to God, I fix my own head because right. I'm like, okay, these people <laughs> dealt with it. This is how you deal with it. Right. Googling shit is your own... When I was in university, when I was in college, my school was the internet. 
This is still true to this date. The internet is your school. The internet is your power to gain knowledge and use it to like feel better. So books as well. Um, You were talking about how you did a lot of work over the last years. Yeah. This would be a nice sort of segue into um, like you know, how can we grow as humans? So mm-hmm. what kind of work did you do? Yeah, well, so I'm just going to, uh, something about your laptop screen turning off made me realize I didn't put my phone on silent, so I'm going to do that real <laughs> quick, just in case. Yep. Um, yeah, so so I guess for me, a lot of the work has been, like, personal work on my, like, conflict resolution and my, mm-hmm. like, I guess just my ways of dealing with people. Because um, I... So I started living with my partner about two years ago now. Okay. And like when we first started living together, I mean, you know, you live with your partner too, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 always kind of a weird transition when you first start living with somebody, especially if it's someone you really care about. Where but but any roommate situation, really, you have to learn how to how to work together. Yeah. Right? Um, but with roommates if it's like too stressful you're kind of like well our lease is up in nine months i checked my you know arm calendar to make sure and i can just like break that off after right if it's not working but when you're like in love with someone and having trouble living with them that's That's another different story right and like it's not like you're not causes tension that you cannot avoid yeah exactly if like you both aren't willing to talk about it that's it and so so a lot of the work that i've been doing over the past couple years in myself is like learning how to recognize when my like default responses to things are hurtful right because like everyone grows up with x amount of baggage right like you're going to have things that set you off, you're going to have ways that you do things that, like, you think are pretty normal. Yeah, it's your filter of the world. That's it. But, like, every once in a while, you're going to realize, like, oh, that, like, my response to that... Upset someone. Upset someone, or, like, my way of doing things is different from that person's way of doing things, and, like, you then sort of have to go, okay, well, like, how do we get past this, right? Like, um, like the toaster example you gave yeah. earlier, right? Like, um, so to kind of touch on that, like, um, my partner and I, like, are very different when it comes to, like, house cleaning stuff. We're both kind of messy, but in different ways. Yeah. Um, and, but, like, the way that we handle mess is different, right? So we're, we're both a little messy, and we both get stressed out by messes. Yeah. But she well it's it kind of just comes down to like the way that our brains work because like i have ocd and she has add and like i don't know if you've ever been with someone who has the opposite one of those from what you have if you have that Mm-mm. but like that is just like a real tricky thing to navigate yeah. because the person with add will get distracted while trying to deal with the problem and the person with ocd will get so tunnel visioned on fixing the problem yes and like for me, I get really intense about like fixing things when I need to fix them, um, because I'm also a Type A Virgo, and that's just how I roll. Um, and that stresses her out because then she thinks like, okay, well, like he's mad at me for not like noticing this sooner and cleaning it up, but I can't be mad at her for that because like she, she literally, literally has can't notice exactly. or like, can't, can't focus on it for Dude. long enough to fix it. And so we've had to kind of like when we first started living together there were all these times where something would happen that would like set one of us off and then the other would be like really like hurt by it. And yeah. we, we had to kind of realize like, oh, it's not that like we're not compatible. Like it's not that we, you know, 
we don't need to be mad at each other about stuff like this this often. We just need to recognize remember, yeah, we that need to people like this that. exist. That's I think it. it's really about doing your research because right. Je- uh, Justin and I, my partner and I, mm-hmm. um, I had like really, really bad ADHD my whole mm-hmm. life without knowing. And I only right. found out when I was like 23 years old. So mm-hmm. like two years ago, I'm like, oh my God, this makes so much fucking right, sense. Yeah. <laughs> so like I'm, I'm, I leave like a lot of shit messy and I have to plan a day to like clean everything. Right. But then the next day, like, oh, this will be all over the place because that's how my brain functions. Right. And then it created a lot of like tension in our relationship mm-hmm. because you'd be like, why is this knife here? Why are these things here? Right. And then I was like, I would really, really, really appreciate it if you didn't get mad at me. And if you could mm-hmm. do a lot of research on ADHD, because right. like, then it would actually help me. You would understand more about what I actually go through. Right. And at first he didn't believe it. He's like, no, you're, the peanut butter is right here. You could just choose to put it away. And I'm like, right. no, I can't. I physically cannot because right. my mind is somewhere else. Yeah. Right after I take the scoop, I see that the pan's dirty, so I'll go to the pan. It's right. literally not my fault. It's how my freaking brain works. That's it. And, and that's kind of like exactly the kind of issue we would have. Yes. would be like, I'd be looking for something and she'd have like... Put it somewhere. Put it somewhere by accident. Well, yeah, exactly, right? Because you're you're like ADHD. doing something else, and you're like, oh, I'll just put this here for a minute and deal with it. Exactly. And then I'm like, where's the peanut butter? Where's the keys? Where's this? Where's this? But then and you recognize that it's yeah, her. Right. Well, that's it. And like, and it. Don't get me wrong. It's still frustrating because yeah. it's still like, well, shit. Like, I still need to know where this thing is. <laughs> I know. But, I know. But but like, it it makes it easier to not like get mad at them about it. Yes. Like it kind of it gives Lessons you blow. it gives you empathy, right? Yes. It just makes it like okay, like. I'm not mad at you for being kind of chaotic, yeah. but I am still annoyed about this, so like let's find it. But it it kind of it takes it from a problem to like an inconvenience. And I think this is huge, what you're saying, empathy. Yeah. I think every single situation in the world, once you look at through the perspective of empathy, mm-hmm. what is this person actually going through? Mm-hmm. Man, nothing even matters anymore. I think yeah. you could keep your your whole emotions like so cool because you're not coming from a place of being attacked. Mm-hmm. You're looking at everyone through a filter of like their own reflection. Right. I feel like that's sort of um, a mentality that I've adopted over the last five months. And it's mm-hmm. crazy because like nothing, it's almost like I'm a freaking like, like a, like a zombie, like nothing affects me anymore because even when like, let's say someone's intentionally trying to hurt me or like make me upset for whatever mm-hmm. reason, right. I'll recognize that it has nothing to do with me. Right. And I'm like, it's interesting that like you're attempting to do this. And I'm like, I wonder why, I wonder what you're going through that's making you project your problems onto me. And it's crazy. It's almost like you're a freaking robot. Like nothing affects you anymore. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, it's, it's tricky because I I kind of bristle at the idea of like becoming too insensitive, too Uh, like too desensitized to the point where you can't like exactly feel anything. But I, I do think like, yeah, empathy is a thing that people really need to actively work on. Right. And I think, I feel like it was maybe John Green who said this, um, but like a, the most important thing that we can do as people is learn to envision each other complexly or imagine each other complexly, right? Because the thing that's like, and everybody does this, you walk through the world, you're the main character in your story, right? Even, even when you're objectively like doing secondary things in everything you're doing, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if you're like, an assistant at work or if yeah. you're like you know like not in most, a lower like, in a toxic relationship in the lower yeah. end of it yeah or even if you're like at school and you're just kind of like flying under the radar you're the main character in your own story and a lot of the time we have trouble imagining other people as also feeling that way about themselves right yeah. and so like when you're 
the second that you kind of other the other person, right? The second you're like, that person's not me, like, so they don't matter as much, or like, I don't mm. understand, or you assume that they think the way that you think, right? Like, we, we have all these tendencies that come from us just like assuming that everyone else works the same way we do. Yeah. And you have to, and empathy helps you like imagine them complexly, right? It, it helps you take a second and go, like, okay. Like, beyond the things I can see on the surface, what can I think about about this person to contextualize them? Yes. And, like, and that's huge, right? It's it's going, like, okay, like, this person has this thing that I find annoying. What, like, how can I humanize them, one, for myself so that I, you know, stop being annoyed by them? But, two, like, what is a thing that they need to grow in that's, like, making this happen? And, like, it's not necessarily so that you can then tell them, like, look, I think you have this, 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 and this problem, but it's an issue of, like, recognizing it for yourself, having it in the back of your mind, and then anytime they do something that's clearly because of that problem, just allowing yourself a second to go, yeah, I would have that too if that was a problem I had. Exactly. And, yeah. So, yeah, you said, like, we're talking about growth here yeah. and how we all grow at different paces. Sure. Yeah. So how can you tell if like, you know, you've grown maybe a little bit more than someone else and, sure. and how can you grow faster than someone else? Can you grow? Are you at a, like, are you a taller plant than someone else? You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Well, I think even looking at plants, you can plant two of the same seeds side by side and they will grow a little bit differently. Yes. Right? One of them might grow taller, one of them might branch out a little bit more. It's really rare that you'll see them grow identical, right? Yeah. And people are the same way. They, well, that was like the most like... It's beautiful though. That was the most Instagram influencer thing I've ever said in my right? entire life. Um, <laughs> it works. <laughs> but, but yeah, for real, like every person grows differently, right? I like to look at it as, I don't remember if I said this on episode of a discussion we were on together or a different thing it might have been the previous week actually but i like to look at people as in a lot of video games progress is very linear right mm. you will start at the beginning of a level you will work through the level and then you'll be done that level and you'll work through the next level you'll be done that and you might unlock different upgrades along the way yeah right? like if you look at like a mario game right like, yeah that's all it is it's world one one is done, World War Two. cool, maybe you get to learn how to throw fireballs now. Yeah. And, like, you just progress, but, like, everyone who plays the game progresses the same the way. The same way, yeah. And then you look at something like, like an RPG, right? Where, like, even the simplest RPGs will give you some options. Like, you might have different armor you can choose from, or different, like, party configurations, or, like... If it's an individual character thing, often they'll have what's called, like, a branching skill tree where everybody starts off in the same spot and then every time you level up you can choose like do I want to get better at attack defense or speed yeah right and then you do that and it's like okay well now that you've chosen attack you can branch out from attack at the next level and be like am I going to be a ranged fighter or a close-up it's like oh I chose close-up cool am I going to use one weapon or two which is so incredible because you're talking about choices that you make throughout your life so you might be growing in different like areas right and so, which gives you different skill sets that someone else has not even scratched the surface of. Well, that's it. And I, I think that personal growth is just like that, right? And also people's skill sets are like that too, right? It's the education thing where, you know, some people are good at one thing and some people are good at another thing. Street smarts, school smart. Exactly. That's it. And and that's not to say that like, you know, you're going to go one direction or another direction and just be completely linear in one direction or another either, yeah. right? Like you might... Waves. 
that's it. Like at level one, you might have chosen to put power into strength. And then instead of choosing between the strength options at level two, you, you might up. then put something into speed. Exactly. So you have a little branch growing here too, exactly. right? And that's like how plants will sometimes grow one long shoot and then little things will sprout at the top. Or from the very beginning, they'll sprout in multiple directions and kind of grow like And that. I guess the way I'm looking at it is more like, what if you've had a plant that's mm. put so much work into growing? Sure. But then you have a plant that just decided to like leave the levels on pause for a little while. Sure, yeah. So you have this ginormous plant that's not only growing vertically, vertically, but that's growing horizontally and it's so filled with life and growth and ideas. And then you have this tiny little plant that chooses to not grow, chooses to not grow, but then has so many opinions Mm -hmm. and like very, very close-minded because mm-hmm. it chose not to open its mind and expand. Right. Yeah. So my issue, what I've been like, inc- uh, like uh, incurring recently mm-hmm. is like talking to small plants right. that choose not to grow. Yeah. And, and I know that sounds so cringe coming out of my mouth because who am I to say like I'm a bigger plant? Right. But I can just tell that this certain of level of knowledge has not mm-hmm. been expanded. So I can't even communicate on the same level because you wouldn't even understand yeah. <laughs> the amount of work that it took me to get this branch to grow. And like, I can't tell you because you got to put the work in. Right. And I'm talking about self-help books. I'm talking about Googling up like every night you yeah. know what I mean like well it's hard because some work. people don't want to grow that fast right like and and that's a thing that that's an area where empathy again comes in and makes it easier to deal with right because you might you might start getting frustrated when you see a smaller plant yes. you might be like why aren't you growing right yeah like not necessarily why aren't you growing the same way I'm growing but like why, but aren't, why you, aren't you why grow? don't you want to grow yeah exactly and, grow plant and grow honestly, for a lot of people like for a lot of people they just haven't gotten there yet right they like so so you know it's 2019 the big thing right now is like i feel like a lot of people growth is entirely related to how woke you are right where it's like a lot of the people i talk to get frustrated with other people over like you know this person hasn't figured out what toxic masculinity is yet or this person like hasn't like become like a radical feminist or like this person isn't like in the same place with like LGBT issues as I am and like you know like doesn't know about trans people or like doesn't understand the gravity of this issue or this issue and like that's all yeah those are all things where people like ideally should be growing and like learning how to like learning the good stuff so that they can make the world better right because like all these social issues like ideally people will all get to a place where they are understanding things well enough to be good to each other right yes and that's the goal yeah and and for some people like growing and learning about those things hasn't become a problem for them yet right if you could be the nicest person and have never met anyone gay or trans and therefore know nothing about that culture and not care right and it's not from a lack of like it's not from a it's not that you actively don't care. It's that you don't know people, so you don't care, right? And not just that, but maybe like you actually just don't know. So you, you can't research what you don't even know. That's it. And, and so like getting frustrated with people over things that haven't occurred to them to think about yet. Exactly. Is like, on the one hand, like, yeah, real privileged. That person is real privileged for not having had to think about people who are struggling. Right? Yes. 
Like, it's, it's like when you... It's like, isn't it your responsibility to, like, find out what needs to be learned about? A little bit, yeah, right? Like, if you're, if you're a person who has never had any trouble, has never struggled with anything in their life, good for you. Congrats. That's awesome. Like, you should find out about people who are, like, worse off than you and, like, be actively trying to, like, make things better for them. But you might not know that if you've never met them, right? If, if you've grown up in this little isolated bubble. Yeah. It's not your fault. Yeah, and I think that... But it's your like, responsibility it to is, grow. But it's not your responsibility until you know. Like, I but think it's your it's responsibility your... to know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's your responsibility to know. Well, that's it. You but... can't just go your whole life being like, I didn't know. Well, I didn't yeah. Know. You know? Like, ignorance, ignorance is bliss, right? Yes, but you choose that. <laughs> yeah, but but that's it. So so I think, like, we can be really, like... For instance, I'm choosing to be ignorant about where things are in the world. Okay. You know? In, like in some people, sense? In the sense yeah. that, like... You know, I don't know a lot of capitals, the places. I don't oh, know a like lot geography. of countries. Yeah, geography. I thought you like, meant like socially. I was like, what do you? Like yeah. straight up geography, right. and like right. people will be like, oh, you know, this is in there, and I'm like, where is that? Yeah. And then people will be like, what do you mean, where is this normal place that everyone knows? And I'm right. like, I just, I can't do it, and right. I won't do it. Right. It's extremely ignorant, but yeah. it's a choice that I'm making, right. which is stupid. Future Fiona, like, get on that. Like, what the fuck, man? But that doesn't hurt people. Right? Like, there are ways, there are things that we can be ignorant about until we're forced to learn about them that, like, we're ignorant about them and there's real problems happening, right? Where, yeah. like, if you... So I guess the geography thing actually, like, you know, it might be kind of, like, insulting to someone. Exactly. But that may be the worst thing about it as I opposed don't... to, like, you know, by not knowing the capital of Poland, you're not, like, you're not indirectly hurting everyone in Poland to, yeah. like... yeah. You know, as opposed to by not knowing that there's a genocide happening in X country. Yes. Like, that's a real thing as yeah. opposed to, like, Oslo, I think, maybe. Maybe Warsaw. Okay, yeah. <laughs> capital of Poland. Okay, yeah. But, like, but, but, like, it doesn't, like, knowing the capital of Poland doesn't matter as much as knowing, like, Chechnya is getting fucked over by Russia. Or okay, knowing yeah. that, like, Syria is getting fucked over by everyone like it's, okay, it's yeah. that kind of thing right and and so when it comes to like personal growth you you can't expect everyone to have like met a person who like is affected by the thing they don't know about yet and well, had to do also, that research like but we all have can... different paths so you can't expect everyone to yeah. know the same shit that you know well that's it but you can expect them to be open to learning about stuff, yeah. right? And so when it comes to things like, like let's say I met someone who doesn't like, doesn't know that trans people exist, right? And it's not that they like have heard about trans people and like close their mind, close their mind yeah. to it, but it's that they've literally never heard of the concept of a trans person. Before. Yeah. And like I think that's less and less a thing. Like I think more and more it's well, becoming common with the knowledge. Internet and yeah. That. But like let's say you meet someone who's never heard of this before. It's possible. I'm sure I'm sure there are people like kids for instance, right? They don't know about trans people until they're well, exposed for instance, to the idea. I was talking to um, your partner yeah. and she kept saying cis Right. And I was like, what is cis? I've never even heard that term. That's it. And, and it's just <laughs> non- Trans. Exactly, yeah. Well, it's a person who was born in a body that reflects the, like, gender that they identify as, right? And, like, if you're not trans and you've never known a trans person, you probably have never heard about that before, yeah. right? And, and that's actually what I was thinking about, but I wasn't sure if you wanted to talk about that. Oh, of that. course. But yeah, so, 100%. So, and that's it. And we talked about it afterward. Like, after you left, Heifer was like, I found it really interesting because I've just, we're just in such a bubble where, like, 
surrounded we know so by many this community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like everyone we know is queer. So we're like everyone we know talks about this stuff and it was it was really nice cuz you were just like I don't know what that is. Tell me about that. Yeah. And like you were so open to it and you wanted to know and I was like see People need to be willing let, to do that. Let's bring right? up a, an interesting example, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're both bisexual. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that I'm part of the community LGBT, and I mm-hmm. don't know very intense terms. You know, sure. simple terms that you think, well, if I'm bisexual, I should know all this shit, right? right. Well, it comes from my filter. It comes from mm-hmm. having like a resentment of needing to like know. It sure. comes from a resentment of needing to like defend. Like, right. no, I just want to be. Sure. So like, yeah. rather than like you know, doing all my research and being an advocate for, it's like, I I don't even feel like this is something that needs to be fought for. It's like, (laughs) fuck off. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's my filter, but it, 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 it's a good reflection and example of how ignorance is bliss in this case. And it shows that like, it matters to me, but in a different way that I'm like, I don't feel like I need to explain myself to fucking people. Like I'm just going to be sure. You know? And, and, and like, I get that because like on the one hand like you know it's important that these conversations are happening yes but I also don't think that every queer person needs to be an advocate for the entire community and shouting about the community right it's like if it's like how you're not supposed to ask your black friend to explain like black culture to you right it's the same thing with queer people but so often we get mad at each other for not knowing things. Yeah. But it's like, no, like, it's okay to just casually be queer. You don't have to, like, like, I'm pretty, like, uh, Teffer and I are both, like, kind of... And Teffer is your partner. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, like, we're both bi, and we're both sort of, like, not totally committed to the gender that we present as. But, okay, like... Yeah we pass as like like a friend of ours jokingly called us the best like fake straight couple that that they know yeah and i was like i was like, thinking yeah, that i'm like you guys yeah. are cool man well that's it and it's, and it's like we you know we're a queer couple and we're like firm in that and that is our identity and like we're both sort of like non-binary but in like but like comfortable enough presenting the way we present and so like so how do you present well that, like that i mean i like do you present non-binary or do you present well the thing is like if someone looks at me oh wait right by now, the way like, non-binary is non-binary is just someone who like regardless of like what their relationship Born is of. to like genitalia they just like don't feel super committed to identifying as a man or as a woman exactly. so like Sometimes that reflects in fashion choices and grooming choices, but in my case, it just reflects in like the way that I think, right? Where as a kid, I never really, if people talked about boy things and girl things, I was always just kind of like, I kind of like some of both a little bit, and like <laughs> I'm just good with that. And when I'm playing video games, it's really a coin toss which character I'll choose to play as. Oh, that's cool. Because I'll just be like, you know, which character do I like the Feel most design wise? Like, who am I feeling? Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And like, but for some people, it's really more of an outward thing of like, you know... Like totally not able to identify as... Yeah. yeah. Or, or like most comfortable dressing kind of androgynously, right? Yeah. Like wearing sort of a mix of like gendered clothes on either end and like, you know, I, I have a friend who like they used to represent they used to present as female and now present as non-binary but in a way that's a lot more masculine than Mm. they used to present right so it's a lot more sort of like short haircuts and like muscle shirts and things yeah but like they're not 
they they didn't go from being a like cis woman to being a trans man. They just went from being a cis woman to being non-binary. Non-binary. Right? Where they're still like comfortable enough with the body they have, they just present sort of neutral, yeah. if that makes sense. And can I just say you're using the pronoun they mm-hmm. because it's very important to not say like he or she. Sure. Yeah. Um when somebody identifies as non-binary, you don't call them by like their gendered Yeah, well only if they care. Only if they care. Because that's the thing. Like, I'm non-binary, but I'm fine with he, him pronouns. Do I like when... Like, sometimes people will use, like, they, them for me. And I'm always just kind of like, cool. Sure. But, like, that's... I always joke about mm, I never thought about non-binary. I never thought about being offended if someone calls you they. Yeah, well... That's th- actually interesting. So, so this is an interesting thing because I knew someone who really, like, like, strutted around being like, I'm such an ally, I'm such an advocate... And, like, this was just, like, a cis person who, like, very straight, very comfortable in their body, like, never had a problem, whatever. Um, But, like, really acted like they thought that all this stuff was really important to them. And then would constantly misgender the one trans person in their life by using they-them pronouns for this trans woman who Who just didn't Just uses she-her pronouns. And so it's, like, you can still misgender someone by using gender-neutral pronouns. Yeah. Because if someone wants to be identified as she, yeah, I can call them call she. Call them she, exactly. Call, call her she. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, well I think she. I think that them was okay. Yeah. It was the sort of grammatical <laughs> yeah. them as opposed to yeah. But it's it's the kind of thing where it's like you know, you can be, you can be non-binary using any pronouns you want. You can be cis using any pronouns you want. Really, like you can. But it like, depends on the person you're referring to. That's it. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, and 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 so when you're you know. If you're referring to someone you don't know their pronouns yet, and they get offended, just apologize and say, sorry, I didn't know. I will start, you know, correct yourself going forward. Usually they, they won't make a big deal out of it because you don't know, right? Yeah. But if someone tells you what their pronouns are, just use them. Yeah. It's not hard. It's just like <laughs> using someone's name. If I yeah. say I'm Jeffrey, if right. I call me Jeffrey. Well, that's it, right? And so, so kind of coming back to the growth side of it, like if you meet someone who doesn't know about stuff, that, that you feel passionately about. I don't think it's right to jump down their throat and be like, I need to teach you about this today. But you can, like, casually be like, hey, so, like, there's this thing I care about that I don't think you know about. Like, would you be cool? Like, can we grab open a coffee? Open to and, just, like, like talk, talk about, about it. it. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. As long as, like, the person's... You see that they're open to lear- learning. Like, mm-hmm. man, end of the world. Like, it's, it's the beginning of everything. Right. Because you're open. That's so. it. So... Yeah. So yeah, on to the last couple of questions sure, for our yeah. podcast. Um, but I guess if we want to just really like, hot. I know it's very, <laughs> summer days, we're really, really hot over oh, here. Wow, Montreal, <laughs> Montreal. If we want to just close off growth, mm-hmm. I guess um, what I would say is like, yeah, stay open. Mm-hmm. Stay open to like hearing about others, others' perspectives and like other journeys, mm-hmm. other filters and you be open yourself too. Yeah. Because right in this conversation, you know, like I came into this being like, I wonder what I'm going to learn. Right. And so... Did you learn anything? Of course I did. Cool, that's fun. So, <laughs> so I, and, and I learned the biggest takeaway I think would be like understanding that people are growing, mm-hmm. but at different paces and it's yeah. okay to, you know, like maybe there's something I don't even know about that like you've been working on and I'm like, right. oh man, Okay, I have a lot of growth to do, but in other aspects of my life. So, right. like, maybe I've been watering this one branch, 
but maybe I don't even know what I have to water because I don't even know what exists. Yeah, so this is a crazy podcast. Yeah, I'm really it. happy with this. Yeah. I hope you guys have been growing and learning <laughs> and like, yeah. yeah. I, I think just like one last note on the sort of like growth, growth. tree thing is yeah. like, it's also important to remember that everyone has different amounts of time and energy that they can put into their own growth. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes people haven't done the growing yet because they're exhausted yeah. like mentally or physically yeah. and like don't have the, like... The means. Like you and I are both like type A go-getter type people yeah. where like, you know, if it's not clear from this conversation, like when, when we recognize like, oh, I need to grow in this way, like that becomes a priority. Right? Yes. But like, sometimes I don't have the energy, right? Yeah. There are things that I sleep on because I'm like... I'll get to, I'll learn about this later yeah. or like I'll kind of learn the bare minimum so that I can like do it, not be too embarrassed about not knowing things, yeah. but like kind of not put in all the time. Right. And like, that's okay. It's okay for people to not have the, we, we talk about spoons, right? This idea of like having a certain amount of spoons you can put toward like any given thing in a day and yeah. like some things being more exhausting for some people because of anxiety or like you know invisible illnesses or like anything sometimes people are not being you know some sometimes people aren't avoiding growth or change they just like can't today yeah you know and that's that's fine yeah that's incredible man okay so we have three questions okay First, let's kick it off with if you could have. Oh wait. Did it just? Did it? No, it's still on. Okay. If you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be? Okay, this is this is fun for me because I'm a huge nerd. Um, You. I my answer to this changes every time based on just how I'm feeling in the moment. Yeah. um, Perfect. I think for me right now, I would love to have like like super speed, like the Flash, because right now I'm in a place where our house is a fucking mess and I want to be able to just like blitz it and clean everything but I don't have time because I'm working like two full jobs full time jobs and we have a baby and like it would be incredible to have super speed even for a day so that I could just like in an hour and the house is clean and I can go back to doing what I'm doing that would be super super interesting how you would use your superhuman powers for human tasks yeah well like that's because that's the thing like I mean, it's like the energy thing I was just talking yeah. about. So I don't necessarily have the energy to make everything I'm doing super altruistic, right? Yeah. Sometimes you need to do things to take care of yourself so yeah. that you'll be better later. And like right now, my priority, right now, the thing that would be the most self-care for me would be having Cleanliness. a quick way to clean my house that doesn't get in the way of all the things that I have to do that are more urgent. Yeah. And so, yeah, super speed. Wow, that's just simple, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so let's get into our second question. Number two. Number two, which I'm creating on the spot because it's okay. been I'm like a month that I haven't <laughs> done a podcast. Um, can I just say though, like you've inspired me because I went on to your podcast mm. and you inspired me to like bring this thing back cool. and um, talking with humans, like people who watch this podcast will know that the whole reason I started it was because I was in a depression mm. and uh, I've recently just been like, getting back like lower you know on the mm-hmm. on the roller coaster that is life right. and then going on your podcast i was like oh shit talking to humans right. is where i get my energy so i'm super happy you're here cool yeah well i'm glad like i'm glad we could help um so this podcast is really about like making people believe in themselves and like getting them out of depression and sure. sort of like inspiring them to be better so right. if if someone else is like feeling low mm-hmm. kind of like myself 
Um, what would you tell me or what would you tell a person that it's going to be okay? Sure, yeah. Um, to keep going in the pursuit of their dreams. Right. Well, so like as a person who also like has over the years struggled a lot with like depression and anxiety stuff, the thing that always helps me is, well, okay, the thing that like on a practical level helps me is just having shit to do. Which, like, it's kind of like what you were saying, like, starting to do things again is kind of pulling you out of it. And, like, for me... But it's not starting to do things. It's really... It's the, it's the human connection. Okay. And how, like, where... Like, I'm seeing your heart right now, and that mm-hmm. fills me up. That okay. literally, like, makes me so fucking happy. Cool. But I found that out by doing it. Right. Um, but, yeah, anything practical. Mm-hmm. Anything practical. Yeah, well, that's it. So, so for me, like, that's interesting, because for me, it's the other side of it where it's just the, like... Like staying busy staying busy yeah. really helps me kind of like stay afloat and that's partly because like if I'm constantly busy it doesn't give my brain the time to like be sad to be sad which like spoilers is not healthy and like definitely I should go to therapy but like this this is how I get through in the meantime yeah. um, but on a practical level honestly um, get help there are clinics that do like therapy and like Um, social work stuff that are like there are free ones that you have to get on a list for Um, like uh, if you're Montreal local um, your local CLSC actually will have something like that where it can be a long turnaround time on like the waiting list but it's free 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 sessions with a social worker for uh, like 10 to 12 weeks or something yeah and I did that last year and it was super helpful with like finding ways to deal with my anxiety and also, also just with a lot of, like, personal business stuff where it, like... Really? Well, yeah, because social workers, like, they're not just there to be therapists, right? Like, like a therapist is there to be a therapist. A social worker can help you deal with your shit, but they also can just kind of help you... Like, they know what programs are available, right? So They if give you're, you like, tools. Yeah, that's it. They give you tools for dealing with kind of everything, like... They, they sort of understand how your brain works, so they can yeah. kind of guide you. That's it. That's it. And they and they also just like even even if they don't necessarily get you that well, they know all the resources. Yeah. So they can listen to what you're saying and be like, okay, it sounds like you're dealing with this, 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 and this. By next week, I'll have a list of things you can check out. And so they can point you in directions of places that'll help with that kind of stuff better. Um, but also, it's some it's really just helpful to talk to someone. So like, I highly recommend like getting on the list at like whatever local place is closest to you that like has free social workers or like there are sliding scale therapy practices yeah. where like they'll assess your income and like tell you how much to pay them based on that where like you know if you make not a lot of money it'll be like 15 bucks an hour exactly. instead of like 200 and like for the same quality service because it you know it's just better that way yeah so like yeah get help, get help is okay. basically what it is like Take yeah. your life into your own hands. Get help. Yeah, and exactly. and uh, for like the person who's like about to give up on their dream, mm-hmm. what would you tell them to not give up? Oh man, that's a hard one because I think sometimes, sometimes it's okay to take breaks from your dreams. Ooh, like, okay. This is this is a this is a spicy take, but like sometimes, like I don't think you should give up on your dream. If your dream is something that you're really passionate about, and you really want to see it happen, don't give up on it. Okay. It's okay to take breaks. It's okay to say, like, look, like, let's say you want to... Travel the world. Travel the world, yeah. Like, if you don't have the money, 
you can't do it, yeah. right? It's okay to take a break and say like, okay, what are some goals I can set in the meantime that will still be satisfying or on a more practical level that will get me there, yes. right? So if, you're, if your dream is something that's financially unattainable, practical goals in the meantime would be doing things that get you a better job so that you can pay for or it. for instance doing things on the side like if you if your dream mm-hmm. is to travel the world okay then uh doing little things like writing blogs sure. oh reaching out to like travel companies all of a sudden you're like immersing yourself in this mm-hmm. world of travel right. and then ooh, an opportunity just came where someone's gonna literally hire you sure. to travel the world and you don't have to pay for anything yeah. it's like staying <laughs> in the world of like that doesn't Stuff happen that happens. often, but no, like, but, but that's it. It's it's putting yourself out there. It's like hustling. It's trusting. It's trusting that sometimes good things take time. Yeah. Like don't. If you're giving up on it because you don't feel that invested in it anymore, all those words just fused into one. If you're giving up on something because you don't feel that invested in it anymore that's okay reassess like, your dreams that's it maybe they change that's it and don't I, judge yourself for it i used to want to be a musician that was like a big like thing for me for a long time i wanted to do music like as a career i wanted that life i wanted to be a star you know and then at some point i started doing other stuff along the way because i was like you know bored <laughs> or, yeah. or or you know just realized like I have more than one interest, right? And kind of through doing other stuff, I realized like, oh, there's a lot of other stuff that I'm passionate about. And like, then at some point I just stopped caring that much about music. And now it's like, okay, like I still love music, but it's like... You didn't have tunnel vision. You didn't have tunnel vision on it. That's it. So I think a lot of people have... Yes, a lot of people have tunnel vision. Yeah. And like they they have this idea in their mind like you have to get this done, mm. so you avoid everything else around. But maybe you're like avoiding what might be the blossoming of a new life. Right, that's it, and and that's you know I think especially for like creative people, um, and that includes like entrepreneurs, and yeah. like you know socially creative people. Like if you're if you're someone whose thing is creative in any way. You're gonna have take different avenues. Yeah. yeah, like take take a couple minutes to like explore other things that you find interesting, and like you might find you have multiple dreams, and that some of them are easier to attain, or like you know by getting to them, they'll actually give you the skills you need to get to the thing you want to do later. Yes. And like Yeah. So just you know be. Again, being open to growth really yes. is, is is what it comes down to. Okay, our last question: What is the meaning of life? This is something I've kind of been figuring out because I used to be like a super churchy person. And Mm -hmm. like when I was in the church, I really was convinced that like, you know, the point of life for me at that point was like to, I guess, always be growing in positive directions so that I can do good for other people. And like at the end of the day, life itself is not the thing that matters. It's like the sort of like my individual life didn't matter that much it's the collective it the growth collective growth of, of people. the community and then like you know still beautiful though getting yeah but like your yeah. life it matters <laughs> that's it well that's it and, and so now kind of i don't know if i know what the meaning of life is for all life i think for me what like gets me through life is like feeling like i'm making a difference with people still and like both on like personal levels and on like larger scales right where it's like you know i have kids and that's amazing and like kids are man have a kid 
you have a kid and all of a sudden you're like oh none of this shit matters you matter and like that's really that's really something perspective (laughs) yeah and and i think like realizing that it's possible to love someone else more than you love yourself yeah um i mean like you know not in a like toxic way where you're like not taking care of yourself but in like a in a sort of like wow i would would jump in front of a bus yeah exactly like as opposed to like i am actively sacrificing like things that i care about because you told me to yeah that's different that's a very different you know but like with kids it's like you know i look at my baby and i'm like wow (laughs) you know like i'm here for you that's it and and even if i'm like still working all the time and like you know, there's large chunks of the day where I don't necessarily see him. Like, I mean, I work from home, so, like, they're not that large. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm not necessarily focused on yeah. him all the time. There's still something really powerful about that. Yeah. And, like, I think... Family. Yeah, but not just, like... But, like, chosen family, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just the people you're related to. It's the people who you care really deeply about. I think the most important thing in life is to... Yeah, I guess to always just be working on on those relationships, right? And and those relationships might come and go. Like, you might invest a lot of time in someone and then, like, they move away. And you're like, okay, well, like, on a practical level, like, our relationship is different now, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you were my best friend for years and now you live in Italy. Like, yeah. we, we're, we're not going to be that close anymore. But, like, you still can feel like that relationship was worth it, right? And I think... Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to, like, say anything prescriptivist for everybody about what, like... No, it's like, just you. It's your meaning of life. That's it. But but that's it. I think the, the sort of thing that I think is probably true for everyone is that, like, life should be about relationship, right? Not just relationship with people, but relationship with yourself and with your surroundings. Yeah. And, like, knowing the way that what you're doing affects people around you and your environment and, like, just being conscious of that. And, yes. like generally trying to do the things that will be good for everyone involved starting with yourself but not in a selfish way just in a like take care of you before you can take care of others yeah exactly like not in a like throw others under the bus way but in a like drink a glass of water (laughs) like yeah like put on water yourself yeah that's it yeah I love that, man. Yeah. Yay! So we are out, and we'll see you next week, Lions, for the next podcast. Peace! Oh, I wasn't sure what we were doing. We're piecing it. (laughs) We can open the window.